Greetings, friend, and welcome to the Between the Covers podcast, where we're working every day to remove the self-limiting beliefs that are preventing us from becoming the heroes of our own stories. I am Marcus Barr, and today I wanted to talk about this concept that I speak with many of my clients about, and it's even something I've been guilty of personally, (laughs) and I can still fall into it at times. And that is the concept that while we are doing some kind of deep work, like becoming the heroes of our own stories or addressing some maladaptive coping mechanism or an addiction or some problematic behavior in our lives, we often have this expectation that it's going to be easy that we'll be able to get over this quick, we'll be able to change, we'll be able to resolve whatever's going on, and within a matter of a couple of weeks, everything's gonna be all hunky-dory again. The problem with this thinking is it's so not true. I mean, it is egregious how often we buy into this and how untrue it actually is. Because there is no silver bullet. Now, let's not go down the rabbit hole about how impractical silver bullets actually are. What we are talking about is the one thing that if I get this figured out, if I had this tool, if I had this person in my life, if I had whatever it happens to be, that I would be able to get over this. This is the solution to my problem as soon as I have whatever this is, whatever the silver bullet is. If I have that, then this won't be a problem anymore. I heard it said on one of the recovery podcasts that I listened to that someone shared there is no that, whatever that is. And... I, I still prefer saying that it's the silver bullet. It is the one thing that if I had that, if I had this one tool in my pocket, I can get this figured out and this will be easy. There is no easy in this kind of work that we're doing. This ties into my podcast about the importance of time. What we need for this is we do need time. We need time. We need mindfulness. We need intentionality. We need support. We need friends. And the what I see as the common misconception with the people that I work with around having, I just, I want the silver bullet. I just want the silver bullet that's gonna make this easy is we're still trying to do this alone. We have a tendency of trying to fix these problems on our own because we don't wanna actually admit what these problems are in our lives. And that's not helpful. In the recovery communities that I'm a part of, I hear all the time that we were harmed in community and we are going to be healed in community. 
Now, that's also not to say that community is the silver bullet either. It is an aspect of this dynamic process of becoming the heroes of our own stories. Allow me to share an example from my own journey through these issues that have dogged me for years. I have not been shy about sharing my struggle with pornography and unwanted sexual behavior and how it almost ruined my marriage within the first month. When I started actually getting help for this, after some therapy, I found a group, a group at a friend's church that gave me some tools to actually help me start processing through what was going on and get a deeper understanding of what was going on within me that was driving me to seek out these nude pictures and videos on the internet. This has been some big work in my life and it has helped me actually to be a much stronger individual. It's helped me to be more confident in myself and to overcome to a degree some of the old patterns and mindsets and beliefs that were just keeping me stuck and kept me going back to this thing that was harming me and it was harming the people around me as well. It wasn't a good thing. And I am working toward my ninth year of freedom from using pornography and this unwanted sexual behavior in my life. Nine years, that's not a silver bullet. And here's also something that could be discouraging to some people. This is something I'm going to deal with for the rest of my life. This is not going to leave my body. This is not going to leave my mind. There is always going to be this part inside of me that's going to want to go back to these unhealthy behaviors. Why? Because these behaviors are so easy. It's so easy for me to go online and find whatever it is that I'm looking for to give me some pseudo sense that I am desired, that I'm loved, that I'm appreciated, whatever it is that I'm feeling. I can go online and find whatever in order to make myself momentarily feel the opposite of what I am feeling. It's easy. I can easily go to the pantry or even just go to the grocery store or drive through some place like McDonald's in order to get some food in order to make myself feel better. I can absolutely check out while playing video games because it's easy. It's easier than addressing what is really stirring up inside of me. I've still been doing some work processing this belief that I'm undeserving. And I found myself falling into the same pattern that I've seen many, many of my clients go through where it's like, I am glad that through this therapy group, this, this belief, this core belief inside of me 
was revealed. I didn't even know it was there. And yet it's been, what, two weeks since that happened? And I already want it to be over. The feelings, the emotions are complex. They're complicated. This goes way back into my story. And I just want it to be done. And that's not going to happen. Again, this is going to take time. I have to become comfortable with these uncomfortable feelings. Or else I will continue to turn to something in order to distract myself from them. And that's not healthy. That's these maladaptive coping behaviors that I have in my life that I've had to do a lot of work to overcome. One of the things that I think is causing us a big disservice in this area is the modernization of our society. We live, at least where I am here in the U.S., we live in a very connected, very instant society where all you have to do is boil some water and within, what, two minutes or just microwave for two minutes and you've got a cup of noodles or you have some kind of frozen meal that you can just sit down and eat. We have movies that are available to stream as soon as they hit movie theaters. You don't even have to go to the movie theater anymore in order to enjoy a movie. You can just stay at home and stream it. We have so much entertainment at our fingertips, so many things that can just distract us. We don't even need to wait for mail to be delivered because most everything is coming through email anymore. It's instantaneous. Another example is pharmaceuticals. We're trying to find the pill that is going to help make us feel better when a lot of times it's not a pill. We just need to change some aspects of our lives, but we're always looking for the easy way out. We're looking for the quick solution. I want to be able to do this and have it be done as quickly as possible so I can move on with the rest of my day. This is a disservice to us when we are trying to do this work of becoming the heroes of our own stories. Because then we have this expectation that something within our lives that has had its roots within us for years or even decades, and we expect to be done in a couple of weeks. I'm sorry, that's not how this works. You can't take something that has been a part of your life for so long and just have it be gone in a significantly shorter amount of time. There is a great example of this that has been showing up in my social media feeds. There is this dietary supplement that is available to be purchased right now. My friend is selling it that will turn glucose into fibers based off of enzymes and plants that do that exact same thing. They take glucose and it turns it into cellular fibers for these plants to grow. 
And especially right before Halloween, I was seeing a lot of messaging where it's essentially you can enjoy as much sugar as you want if you have this. And the thing that was really rubbing me the wrong way about that is besides the fact that we don't even know if there's any long-term effects of using this and your body having these responses to the sugar and then suddenly there's no sugar for it to break down. That's beside the point. That's for more experienced people to look into than me. The thing that is the most concerning about a product like this, and there's a lot of products out there that do this, it's not addressing the underlying issues. Why are we turning to the sugars, to the candies, to the sweets? Why are we turning to those in order to make ourselves feel better? That's a lot of work that I was doing with this intuitive eating group. And we discovered a very deep-seated belief that was coming up within me around that. Well, that deep-seated belief and the messaging that comes with that, that needs to be processed. If I were to just get this supplement and start taking it so that this glucose turns into fiber and then just exits my body, I'd be like, great, all right. Well, I'm still having a ton of sugar in order to make myself feel better. I'm not addressing really what's going on. This isn't a silver bullet. This dietary supplement is not a silver bullet because we still need to address what's going on inside of us. We need to find what is stirring within us that is driving these messages home, these self-limiting beliefs that are keeping us stuck where we're at. And that is the work that we need to put in. That is where we need to invest our time and our energies in order to truly become the heroes of our own stories. Hero work is not easy. And I don't know of a single hero in literature, in media, even just in our world, who became a hero overnight, who even became a hero in a couple of weeks. These individuals are people who have done a lot of work to get where they are. And I don't want to lose sight of that. I don't want to lose sight of the fact that for me to be stronger is going to require me to put in the effort to get stronger. A very basic example, and maybe I even shared this on an earlier podcast. I apologize if I'm already repeating myself. I have just to my right over here, a recurve bow that my wife and her family got me for my birthday. It was part of this gift that involved my wife and I assembling an archery backdrop so I could have a target that I could shoot at in my backyard. 
I have never fired this bow once. The reason why, I'm not strong enough to string it. I know that there is a way that you get it like between your ankles and you start at the bottom and you just like really pull the string back and everything. I'm not strong enough to do it. We strung this bow once and it was a two person job in order to do it. This is a strength that I'm not going to get overnight. My friend Ben has been gracious enough to take my wife and I and some of our other friends through steel mace training, which is something I didn't even know existed. But I'm using a 10 pound steel mace and I'm doing various exercises that are engaging multiple muscle groups in my body. And one of the things I have been learning through this is my shoulders are weak. Oh, my shoulders are so weak. We could be doing lunges and my shoulders are going to be the ones burning first. I remember it being in high school and actually, no, it was even like back in middle school. But I had people telling me that football coaches were going to be drooling over an individual like me because of how broad my shoulders were. They wanted to have someone bigger with broad shoulders on the front line. That doesn't seem to be the case anymore. I mean, yeah, I'm still broad shouldered and everything, but there's very little strength there. And I've been doing this mace training now for three or four weeks. Yeah, I'm still not there. I'm still not to the point where I can string a recurve bow that has a draw strength of 60 pounds. And to expect otherwise is just going to set myself up for failure. In order for me to not just draw this bow, but to string it, it is going to take time and it's going to take work. I am going to have to do exercises to rebuild the muscles and strengthen these muscles in my shoulders. And if that's something that I want to do, which I do, then I'm going to give it all of the time that it needs and not try and take the shortcuts. Shortcuts are a great way to hurt yourself. I've seen it many times of people who are trying to build up muscle very quickly in their body and they end up doing a squat too low with too much weight and it just blows their back out. Well, now they're effectively done. Whatever it is they were building that strength for, they can't do it anymore. Maybe they can. I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone who has come back from that kind of an injury before. If we're not careful with this work that we're doing, we're going to injure ourselves further. We're going to make the problem worse, which is why I just implore you, please, please get rid of this idea that there is a silver bullet. There isn't one. There is no shortcut. There's no easy fix to these problems that are keeping us stuck. 
that are keeping us as being secondary characters within our own story. And as you're doing this work, there's more stuff that's going to come up that's natural. I will be working on my self-confidence and these issues around food and these other unhealthy coping behaviors. I'll be having to deal with these for the rest of my life. One of the ways that I like to describe this is through a neuroplastic model. And that is our brains have an incredible capacity to change to where you have individuals that suffer a stroke or a some kind of external brain injury. And their brains are able to rewire in order to compensate for these injuries so they can get movement back, so they can get speech back. Now, that's not always the case, but there's a lot of examples of this happening. There is also another dynamic of our brain that's at play here. And that dynamic is our brains want to do things the easy way. Sound familiar? Our brains thrive on routines. And the reason why is because this sucker here in my skull between my ears is a power hog. I have even heard that our brains use up 80% of the energy that our bodies consume over the course of a day. That's a lot of energy for one organ in our body. And to help combat this, our brain comes up with routines. It comes up with very strong neuropathways that allow us to do things automatically. So it doesn't require any conscious thought. It's just operating in the background, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Here we are. We have these self-limiting beliefs that are very prominent and have been prevalent in our lives for a long time. And we're trying to change these. These old thought patterns are a four plus lane highway. That's the analogy I like to use. It's at least a four lane highway. Maybe it's more. It's so easy to travel on these lanes. It's so easy to get from one point to the other. It's why we have a lot of highways because they're so easy to travel. We don't they tend to cut through the land. They don't just move with it. These new pathways that we're trying to establish, they're like a dilapidated country road. It's in ill repair. There's a lot of potholes. It's going to test the shocks of any vehicle that drives over it. Can you drive on this dilapidated road? Absolutely. It's going to take you a long time to get from point A to point B, though. These are the new neuropathways that we're working to develop. And it takes time. The more often you take the new pathways, the stronger they become. In brain science, 
those are the ones that are getting more oxygen. They're the ones that are getting more blood sent to them. So they're going to strengthen. The four-lane highways, the old pathways, if we stop going down those, well, those synaptic connections are going to start getting smaller. From what I understand, they don't ever go away, though. They're just, they're going to be there, and the dilapidated country road is going to turn into the four-lane or four-plus-lane highway, and the old pattern that was the at least four-lane highway is going to turn into a dilapidated country road. You can still go down the old pathway. It's going to take longer. And yet, once those start firing again, it can be so easy to keep going down those and reinforce them. This is the work of my future. This is the work of your future. To expect anything less, we're just setting ourselves up for disappointment. Dare I even say we're setting ourselves up for failure? I, I try and avoid using the term failure. We're not really failing. At least in my perspective, we're not really failing. This is the importance of making sure that we have proper expectations for this work that we're doing. To become heroes, we need to give it time and don't take shortcuts. Again, there are no shortcuts on this journey. There is no that. There is no silver bullet however you want to refer to it. It's not there. It's a fantasy. Replace these thoughts of finding the silver bullet with ones of hard work and compassion and time as you do this work. I can tell you, I've probably said this many times on this podcast already. You're worth it. You are worth the time, you're worth the energy, you're worth the investment in order to be the hero of your own story. We need more heroes in this world. So stop looking for the silver bullet. It's not there. It is non-existent. Instead, take the time. Be compassionate with yourself. And... Take care of yourself on this journey. It's a hard one. It really is. And it is so worth it at the same time. Until next time, live strong for today. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like what you're hearing and you're interested in working with me, there is a link to my website in the show notes and also a link just to schedule a free 50-minute one-on-one call with me. Let's get the conversation started. Also, please rate and review this podcast so more people are able to find it. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to talking with you again soon.